thousand. Maybe five. Welcome to you, our lovely listeners, and welcome to the Hot Flush, the premier podcast for the perimenopausal. Now, weekly. Weekly. Why? Well, I think there's the demand. Yeah. And also, I think we've had a little bit of a, a, a touch of uh, stardust in that we uh, we not only cracked the top 50 last week, what do we get? 23. 20, really? Yeah. <laughs> Oh. And that's thanks to you guys, of course. Thank you so yes. much. We're just so driven by ego and not money at this point. But, yeah. we, but we do need the money, don't we, Kim? <laughs> we do. We do. We're hot on the hot on the trail. I know. And do you know, um, in my work at the moment, I'm working uh, on a campaign featuring my cat. So if that isn't lowering the bottom of the bucket... <laughs> But I am hashtag very blessed, hashtag grateful. Oh. And I just keep saying to Chewy, Chewy, you haven't done the photo shoot, so don't get hit by a car. Yeah. <laughs> don't break your leg. Don't jump don't, on anything too high. Don't get any sort of facial abscesses like the time you did oh. last time. Yeah, that was nasty. That was nasty. So, mm. yes, he's my, he's my cash cow. <laughs> my cash cat. Your cash cat. What do I do for money, Kim? What do mm. I do for money? Yes. Well, you know, many people have told me this week that money uh, is not something it's just a resource and it's like yeah and it's like yeah and that resource (laughs) buys food and puts petrol in the car and pays for school camp so let's kick off with your emotional breakdown this week kim give us a little background story we're all honest here so i'm gonna go shut the front door and i think i think you know apart from just my personal experience it's worth us talking about this because Financial security and stability for women over the age of 40, 45, 50, 60, it doesn't matter. Like, I think just for women's financial stability is a really big issue. And particularly for women who are now single. Yep. Um, I've got a friend who, you know, half her pay is just going on rent. Now, if half your pay goes on rent, then you do not have a lot of wriggle room for if something goes wrong with your yeah. teeth, if someone gets sick, if you have... Dishwasher explodes. Dishwasher, yeah. Dishwasher explodes. Yeah. So this is a really big deal. And I, when I had the family realignment, I actually ended up in a financial, financially better position than when I was in a marriage, which was highly unusual. And I quite like that because I bucked the trend and what was meant to happen to me. Um, but when I was made redundant and I work in an industry, you know, I'm a journo, there's no, there's no jobs. Yep. Like it's just really difficult. And Rob keeps saying to me, you achieve more on less than anyone I know. And you always get across the line and everyone's fed and everyone is still getting to do their extracurricular things. And you still got them into doing things in the holidays and, and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But this week, the rubber hit the road. Yep. And Felix finally fessed up that he had an outstanding residential debt from the end of last year and wouldn't be allowed back onto campus to live on campus at uni. Um, So suddenly had to miraculously find that money. I haven't been working because there hasn't been any work. And, uh, yeah, I kind of lost it. And it reached a point where Rob said to me, 
you need to tell me if it's like, if it's time for me to start worrying because you you sound different and you're using different language and you know and I said I actually said to him I said you can worry yeah and it's terribly sad as a friend of of yours watching you go through that mm. and um and I know I think, that a lot of people reached out to you oh and, and this beautiful. is the thing right you know this is a and all of the you feel ashamed, you feel stupid and foolish and embarrassed and, you know. But, you know, I think by talking about it and being real, it releases some of that shame as well because you're not the only one out there who's well, going through the Well, this is the thing, and this times. is what so many people came back to me privately and just said, thank you so much for actually saying it because I'm in exactly the same mm. place and... It just feel you feel so isolated, and that everyone else's life and everyone else seems okay, and so it's actually really great knowing that other people are not. I know. And look, I'm in a really enviable position in terms of you know I live with mum, so it's not like I'm going to get kicked out or I'm going to default on rent or you know. And I and I have the most marvelous man in the universe who's just you know willing and willing and able to sort of just kind of be my sugar daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, it's really tough and I'm by no means, yeah, yeah. And I'm by no means out of the woods. Um, but you know, you just fall down seven times, rise up eight. Mm -hmm. You just keep going onward. You just keep going and keep going. And I must say today, when I had my shower this morning, I did the full thing. Like I did a face scrub and a body scrub yep. and full hair thing and, you know, and, and actually had a long shower as opposed to my normal like four minute shower and just sort of got out and dried my hair and, you know, and just went, and I actually could feel a little, a lift like, yeah. no, no. Okay. You know? And so that's sort of about Monday was the worst day, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. So we're on Thursday. So, you know, it's. But if you are struggling, I just, I, I have no solution for you except to tell you, you, you just aren't alone. And if you need help, just reach out. Yeah. And, and like, talk to your friends and just say, look, I actually can't afford to go out for dinner on Friday night. It's yeah. all of those expectations that, yeah. that, you know, you just think, oh God, I'm missing out. I'm missing out. But like. You know, and, and I've got friends who were in similar situations and let's go here for lunch and someone will say, I actually have no money. And then I'm like, well, why don't we just come to yours and we'll get some Thai takeaway? You yeah. Know, it just, there's so much expectations that your life is fabulous and shiny and, and it need not be. And yeah. that's okay too. <laughs> yes. Exactly. So, and, yes. And, it's you know, I see, you know, and I read an article recently about plastic surgery and how easy it is for young women to get finance to have their boobs done and things like that. And they're going into enormous amounts of debt in yeah. their, when they're 25. Um, and they're yeah. going to spend the next 20 years paying off their boobs. And it just, like, just be sensible with your money. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know? Particularly at that age when you have it. <laughs> like, when you can get employed. Because <laughs> I tell you what, the other thing that we've noticed with the feedback from you guys is that a lot of you are finding it hard to get a job. Oh, yeah. And I know Kim, who's highly qualified, very intelligent, yeah. very capable... It's the same deal. Yeah, yeah. So we and I'm 45. Imagine if you're imagine if you're 55. I know. Like, ugh. So, yeah, guys, this is this is a real thing for women, and and I think it's something we might I don't know we might sort of look at in more in more depth 
along the, along the way. Um, I do know that there's, I know everyone talks about the Barefoot Investor. I can't, I just can't even come at it. But there was a podcast put out by the ABC called The Pineapple Project. Yep. And the second series is out now, which is actually about career. Maybe I need to listen to that. Um, but the first series was actually about money. And I think, um, you know, we reached this point in our age where we're just, you know, at this age where we're just like, oh, you know, like we've got nothing more to learn in that space or we just know that we've got to tighten the belt and, you know, stop getting that subscription or whatever. But I think sometimes it's worth going back to the very beginning and, and sort of going, oh, okay, maybe I do need glass jars on the bench to sort of go, you know, that's for, that's the saving jar. Yeah. So anyway, money's quite boring, but it is a problem in our mm. age group as yeah. lots of relationships start to fall apart. Yeah. Um, and we often all have really high health costs now. Yeah. Oh God, this is fun, isn't it? I know. Can we just pep things up a little bit? Yeah. Let's. Do you want to... <laughs> Can we talk about my gyno visit? Yes, let's do that. <laughs> So, so part of the emotional breakdown was the fact that her... I'll let you tell the story. So Wurgs and I go to the same gyno and he is awesome. He's the most lovely man. And you actually can just tell from him that he just genuinely loves women. And I went in and I sat down and he said, so what's, what are we doing today? We're doing a pap smear and what, you know, what, what else is happening? And I just slumped in the chair and I said, can I just have a whinge? <laughs> and he literally just sat back in his chair and he went... The floor is yours. <laughs> and then I just did it. The tidal flow. The did itchy, you cry? No, I didn't actually cry. The tidal flow, the itchy skin, the like the just the sweats, the hot sweats, the mood swings, the whole caper. And he was like, okay. So <laughs> anyway, so then we went to do my pap smear. And, you know, he's down there fossicking around. And then he just sort of goes, oh, just give me a minute. I have to get a bigger speculum. And I just went, oh, you? That's not what a woman needs to hear. Just go and get the bigger speculum. Don't say you need the bigger speculum. (laughs) And then he just went. You are vagina shaming me. Well, it would be, yeah, it would be vagina shaming, isn't it? And then um, I was going to say cervix shaming, but it would be vagina vagina shaming. And then uh, he he just went, it's all those babies. (laughs) And I went, oh, little fuckers. <laughs> and anyway, and then Rob said to me later, well, clearly he just hadn't warmed you up right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so that was that. But very interesting thing that he was telling me, which I did not know, was you can go through the menopause, stop getting your periods, you can still keep getting hot flushes. He has women who are 85 who are oh, still getting hot flushes. That's something to look forward to. And I told him, I said, that's criminal. And he goes, it is. So, so I think that they should pull all that money out of demolishing and rebuilding that stadium. Oh. And put more money into women's gynecological health care. So anyone who is not Sydney-centric or not in the state of New South Wales that is heading, hurtling towards a state election... There is a stadium in Sydney that is perfectly functional, not even that old. No, I remember when it was opened. 15 years old. I think it's older than that, but I remember when it was opened. And uh, they're knocking it down. And they're going to rebuild it because that's important. And it's going to cost more than, I think, $300 million. Yeah, and it's actually just become now a political pawn between the Liberal and the Labor Party. Well, 
I think it 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 always was, and then they actually started demolishing it, and it, it kind of ramped up a bit. Yeah, like because there's a, there's an auction in two weeks' time, and um, yeah, and so now we're getting a new stadium because we don't have any deficits in terms of health, you know, Education, facilities, transport, um, public transport, public transport. You know, uh, and we were driving through the city the other night. What about program? What about they did something like programs to help at-risk children? Yeah. Or what about they went into every single high school and ran like programs, like some sort of ethical program about how you treat each other? Yeah. Um, subtext: Don't bash women. Um, <laughs> Fucking hell. You know, or you know, stab them to death, or bludgeon them to death, or. Uh, Anyway, um, you know, instead we spent three hundred and seventy-five million dollars on a fucking stadium for sports ball. Yeah, and you Can know you who imagine? we put in those stadiums? Oh, we put in those. We put in men who do revenge porn and fucking bash their wives and and then pay them gang rape, gang rape women and pay them half a million dollars a year to do it. Oh, see, oh, oh the ball of fire! The ball of fire is is burning it doesn't make any sense it doesn't make sense and you know what it do you know all it does is shine a light on whose pocket the government is in yep and who actually pulls the strings in the state yep and the people who pull those strings are basically um the the betting agencies um alcohol and tobacco alcohol and tobacco and yeah that's about it. Wow. I know. <laughs> and there we were going, do you think we'll have enough content to go weekly? <laughs> uh, yeah, so that was my gyno visit. We're going to need a bigger speculum. Um, Can that be the title of this show? That is the title of this show. It was one of the reasons why, you know, I was like, we need to go weekly. This is the title for this week's program. So our aim is to, to do it on a Thursday and either drop it on a Thursday or a Friday because... A lot of you were telling us that you like you do lots of driving on the weekend, mm. so you want yeah. to be listening to this in the. Car. And I think if we, yeah, so I think the concept is that it will drop Friday morning, but that means I will probably put it out Thursday night. Yeah, because we want to be relevant. Relevant, I know. And we're, you know, it's about us becoming more professional. I know. Maybe I should st- Maybe I should actually have a play around at home and see if I can get the the microphones to actually work with this. Okay. Oh, that's just too, that's too far though. Yeah. So Hugh, the menopausal, had some menopause info that you wanted to share with the group. Yes. So, uh, well, the main thing was that your hot flushes are going to keep going. So yeah, you know, go us. Um, oh, and so the other things was he gave me a couple of options because my main issue at the moment is the hot flushes and the periods that are erratic. And then when they arrive, dramatic. <laughs> Um, so I am really not in terms of what you can be experiencing. I'm, I am on the light end of the scale. And so he's great. He just sat there and he goes, okay, these are our options. Option one, cyclical patches. Option two, a marina. Option three, ablation. Option four, hysterectomy. And he said, three and four off the table. You're not there yet. Um, let's not worry about that. So he wants to put me on these cyclical patches, right? And those, they are two weeks of estrogen, two weeks of estrogen slash progesterone. Now, I have the script. I've had the script since Monday. I'm probably meant to have been, well, not probably, meant to have been on the estrogen script since Monday. But I 
haven't got sealed yet because... Have you got the script with you? No, it's at home on my desk. Oh, handy. But do you know what? It's at home on my desk with the two blood tests I need to also get done while the poo sample is in the fridge. (laughs) So someone did actually say, God, this is like the Kim Health Hour, isn't it? Mental health, financial health, vaginal health. Butt health. Butt health. So someone did ask... Uh, one of our questions on the face, on our page. I mean, if you aren't following the Hot Flush on Facebook, Facebook page, then get over there, too sweet, because it's a group of remarkable women, amazing women, um, really sharing their insights and experiences, and not judging anyone. Oh, it's fabulous! Yes. Uh, so the GoPro up the butt is happening on Tuesday, <laughs> and also a GoPro going down the gut, going down the gullet. So I'm hoping that he doesn't use the same one for both because that would just be deeply unhygienic. Um, so that is the plan for that. And you have to take you have to take a poo sample. And I'm not very good at that, it turns out. I'm on go three of trying to... Do a poo. No, collect, like... It's not pleasant, Kate. Well, you know. It's... I know, I know. It just it's You just do it, but do there's it. been a lot of gagging. Well, and you'd all be very excited to know that I finally made my appointment for all my tests, tests too, on Monday at three thirty. See, next so next week, next week the updates. I would have seen my brain doctor. I would have seen the butt doctor. You would have seen your doctor. This is just the Kim and Kate Medical Hour. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're going to rename it. <laughs> oh. We went to a book launch this week. <gasps> oh, don't we have talented friends? We have such clever friends. Joe Thornley, who has been a friend for a long time, um, has written a book called Zealot. Now, if you pop over to Whoops World, they can have there's a uh, three books I'm giving away. <gasps> um, I've got a copy. Kim's got a copy. It is such a good read. It's all about cults, which sounds really dark, and but you know how fascinated people are by cults. Yeah, She's yeah. really tapped into something. Um, and I've I've read a couple of chapters, and it's so well written it's brilliant it's brilliantly researched but it's so funny oh see that's that's the only way you can do it really isn't yeah, it yeah it's just like it's just her, oh, her sexual predatory behavior you know financial just just oh it's so fascinating so if you if you're a book nerd go and go and win a copy on my site or um go and buy it but she's an incredibly funny very dry witted very Lovely mm. person, and we were so happy to be there for her. Joe and I started chatting on Twitter initially because we were both snarking about uh, Australia's Got Talent. I think it was Australia's Got Talent, and no, not Australia's Got Talent, Australian Idol. So it was Jeez, right back when it was sort of ago. it was sort of the first, and that's how we started chatting was because we were both snarking on these talentless. Because your singing voice is so beautiful. My singing voice is that of Dame Joan. Well, we know that you're a fabulous aerobics dancer. Well, I did it. We we when we went to the book launch for Joe, we rewatched that, and I'm like, why wasn't I watching this yesterday when I was ready to neck myself? I should have just been playing that on repeat. That's what I've been doing all week. Every time I've been feeling blue, I just watch that video of you. Doing aerobics, punching up and punching down. Punching up and punching down. So, yes, go and, go and check out Joe Thornley's book, Zealot. Fabulous. Fabulous. Okay, what are we looking forward to, Kim? Well, I am... Do you know what I'm looking forward to? I'm looking forward to the fact it's Thursday. On Thursday, we have takeaway. <laughs> <laughs> we have Uber Eats. 
on a Thursday. That's really, I like that. Yeah, I'm just getting my water. Um, uh, what am I looking forward to? Uh, I look to be perfectly honest. Jeez, my <laughs> I'm um. What am I looking forward to? I was looking forward to today. We're currently averaging seeing each other about three times a week. It's, it's, quite, quite, nice. it's quite lovely. We have a little pre, pre-production meeting lying on my bed and whinging about our mothers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was the other thing that the gyno said to me because I was sort of talking about, you know, some of the stressors and, and I said, you know, and, and having a mum who's getting older and, and just loving her to death while simultaneously wanting to bludgeon her to death. <laughs> And he just, he actually said to me that in his entire time of being a gyno, he said the amount I could write about the relationships between mothers and daughters that no one talks about, that never sees the light of day, and yet all of you experience, Mm. he said, is just massive. Mm. And he said, you're "You're a bit young. And I went, whatever. I said, I live with mine. And he goes, ah. Right, and then he moved on. <laughs> um, I'm quite glad in a way that I don't have a daughter because I would fuck them up royally. I'm already worried that I've fucked up my kids because my um, my crystal spiritual guide healer from Byron Bat. Oh yes, um, whose name I can't remember, but she you know she was changed my life yes. for about three days. Um, <laughs> no, I do. I think back to our meeting fondly, but uh, and she said the the relationship you have with your kids between the ages of zero and ten actually shapes the sort of person that you're going to become which oh, is like shit. could you have told me that 20 years ago that's no good i only found my st- i only sort of found my stride when they were about eight no but you know all their thought patterns and everything are already set up because what we've done to them so if you've got no kids or your pregos just tread carefully Ah, <laughs> oh, well that's just that's just no good um, I'm looking forward to my takeaway. You're looking forward to takeaway. Mr. Wu said he's going to take me out for dinner, which means pants. <laughs> Face. <laughs> oh, he's going to, you're going to have date night. Yeah. Oh, oh that's so We lovely. might have a massage. <laughs> when I came over on Tuesday, Mr. Wu was here, so we had a big catch up in the kitchen. Oh, until, as they do. Until eventually, until eventually Kate just was in the other room going, hello, hello, you are my friend. <laughs> Oh, that segues nicely into something that one of our readers has oh, got a problem. Oh, yes. Okay. There's so many questions this week, so let's get to it, The breaking we? up with a friend. Okay, I'm going to read it because I think it needs context. Yeah, I fill think Fill the it, space, yeah. fill the space. So... Oh, here we go. I've got it. Yeah. Belinda. Okay, here's a serious one. How do you break up with a friend? I've had a friend for over 20 years who, in recent months, has treated me not so well. She's like Jetstar. Cancels, excludes, or double books, but never apologises. I quite like that little... Mm. Yes, a, a jet star friend. Um, I have other friends who are kind, thoughtful, funny, and I'm tired of this. What's your advice? Okay, I'm going to take this one first. Sure. Um, and if you go to the website, Works World, and you pop into the search bar, Season, Reason, or a Lifetime, I've written about this because I have a very wise friend of mine, Kathy Sonnenberg, um, who was actually a reader-turned-friend. I love those. She is just, she's like Mrs. Goodman, like wise, wise, wise. And I was talking to her about this and she told me this season, reason or a lifetime. So people come in and out of your lives for a season, a reason or a lifetime. And I think this friend is a seasonal friend Mm. 
And it's been a very long season. Yeah. But the season is over. Yeah. Because I have a rule in my life, Belinda, that friendships should not be hard at all. They shouldn't make you feel bad or guilty or tax you in any way. Yeah. I only have friends who I know, and I don't have to be in their lives every day, but yeah. I know when when, I, when the chips are down or when their chips are down and they put out a call, I'm there. Yep. Um, I think you've just got to just put it on a lily pad and let it go. What do you think, Kim? I Because if you go, going back, it's like, I agree. it's like a puppy that keeps going back for more and getting kicked. Yeah, yeah. And I've had um, three friendships that I have lost as an adult, all of them sort of in the last five years. One of them was very much my doing when I was in the midst of a mental psychosis. And interestingly, we're sort of, at least we're, we've actually only just started talking about it this year. Mm-hmm. Um and it's been a really thoughtful conversation between us and that's been quite lovely, but I still I still get that terrible feeling in my guts yeah. that I fucked up. And then another one But a good friend would forgive you. Yes, although she was in a she was going through something horrific at the same time, so she felt very attacked. Betrayed like yeah, vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. Um the the next one um I felt sick about until um our last exchange where she just, it was just bile at me. And I went, you're, not, you're actually the toxic. You're not actually, well, I just thought you're not actually well. Yeah. Um, because it went from sort of, you know, friends are, friends are there for good and bad. And, and then I just went, I'm so sorry. I was just having a really, I was just fucking rob a lot. And so <laughs> I kind of did, wasn't really a great friend in 2015, uh, 2016. Um, yeah, and then anyway, so that was that one, and then another one that also just sort of fell away, and it's so difficult because I think as women we we are so we are so um, genetically geared towards fixing stuff. Yeah. So this is broken. I'm going to fix it. I'm going to make it better. And I'm going to but, do it to my own personal detriment. To yes. My own health, yes. To but my there's own two feelings, people, and yeah. I'm going to tiptoe around that person so that they feel better yeah. but like in the meantime you're making yourself small so you're making yourself someone else feel big and then you're like what the fuck am I doing that yeah. for like yeah yeah and sometimes yeah. and I've also got this analogy it's the two dogs in the park I've written about it quite a lot yes you know you go to the dog park right and you take your dog and the dog goes and bounds around with everyone and has fun and then this other dog comes in and they just hate each other on site and there's no reason for yeah. it and the people are like that it's like you know you can get on with 10 people in the room and then um, one person's just one person jarring. Isn't and... going to get you, and you're like, mm, "That's cool. That's that's actually not on yeah. me." Yeah. And so, please, we, we'll leave that there. But can you, um, Belinda, just just be kind to yourself? Yeah. But also, I would say those ter- the awful feelings that you get with it, like the sort of feeling sick, and the actually let yourself feel them. Like, don't try and go, "Oh God, that feels terrible," and uh, just actually feel it and go, "Why am I feeling like that?" And then it's actually a kind of grief. Yeah. And then just let it run its course and then let it go. Mm. And then I, and then I think you can actually move on because yep. otherwise you keep coming back to it and you keep and getting also, that hit. the other good thing to think about is think about the good times that you had with that person as yeah. well because it wasn't always like that and yeah. it's not your fault. Change airlines. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go Virgin. <laughs> Upgrade. Upgrade from Jetstar to Virgin. Cindy, how do I... 
deal with feeling very anxious lately. This mm. is unusual for me, as I'm not normally an anxious kind of girl, but lately I've been overthinking all kinds of shit. I don't get a period, I had a hysterectomy nine years ago due to a horrible ongoing period issue, so not sure if I'm fully born menopausal. GP did bloods, all okay, but she did say maybe it was, t- t- maybe they're not. It was the wrong time of the month. Them, yeah, for the, yeah. Sometimes I feel overwhelmed by it all. I think, Cindy, everybody has is living with some degree of anxiety. And I think, I mean, it is definitely linked to going through menopause is increased anxiety and risk of depression. Um, And so it's worth, I reckon it's worth noting when it happens. And if it's starting to just be anxiety for no real reason, where you're actually just got that pit in your stomach and you're a bit, you're just anxious, you're just, yeah, then I think you really need to go, and talk to your GP yep. or talk to you or, or talk to your gyno um, because it could just be, and I don't know if you've had, I don't know if you're, if you are on HRT or not. And so that might be something, the hormone, like just getting your home, like patches might be something that your gyno would talk to you about if, it, if you're not already doing it, but it might be that whatever you have been doing, you're now reaching a point where that needs to be. Yeah. So Cindy, off to your GP up. Off to a good uh, cognitive behaviour therapist to um, challenge those thoughts. Yeah, and there's lots of... Um, because the, the thoughts are... They're crazy. Oh, <laughs> they're not nice. They're crazy. As, as Rob said to me many times this week, your brain is an <laughs> absolute bitch. <laughs> he goes, I don't know anyone whose brain is as mean to them as yours is. No, about... As, you see, as you when you're born, right... Nothing frightens you. You're not scared of anything, are you? No. Really? And then you're the kid in the playground. You can do all of those things, even though there is a, like an increased level of anxiety in our children now. But I'm thinking back to when yeah. I was a kid. Um, and then you learn it over time. You learn to fear things because, you know, challenges are coming up and, and dreadful things are happening in the world. And yeah. you hang on to those things and you go, oh, no, I'm frightened of this now. And Like, I have this dreadful fear of heights so much so that when I go and stay in a hotel I have to ring them and tell them that because I just fear that I'm going to fall off the balcony (laughs) and you know what they go that's all right every second or third person wants to go on the lower floor so I'm thinking oh that's all right but so you have these fears and you overplay them in your brain and eventually they become real Mm. so with the help of my Dr Susan yeah um she's helped me to challenge my fears. So go to the GP. If you need to get on Lexapro or some sort of medication for a bit to calm your farm, go and do yep. six weeks with a really good talking doctor. Yeah. And you're not alone. It's very dreadful. I go through it sometimes still. Yeah, and I'm common. like, oh my God. And I'll ring Kim and I'll say, oh, oh, come, come over. over. Come over. Um, and uh, we need dirty my... bird. <laughs> Stop telling everybody my several secrets. <laughs> so I hope that um, Cindy keep talking about it, please. Yeah, keep talking about it, and you're certainly not alone. And it, it, uh, but can I just say how suckful that you've actually had the hysterectomy? Oh. You don't have your period, blah blah. And but yeah. now you still get the. It's like you you can you stop your periods, you, you bloody get the hot flushes. It's like Jesus. Cindy, if you were here, we would seriously make you the most beautiful cup of tea and pop you on the couch with a copy of Zealot. Yes, we would. And then we'd come and check on you every five minutes and we'd make you a chicken pie. I did say to Hugh the gyno, I said, do you know what? With everything that women go through, like from, from the get-go, from the periods when you're basically a kid, right through, you know, you 
push kids out, you, then you raise the kids, and you, now you now you have to work and raise the kid, and do uh, and then you have to go through this ridiculous menopause thing that can take decades, <laughs> and, and I'm like, and then you gotta throw your leg over, and you then you gotta deal with your parent, and I said, women are warriors, women are awesome, and he goes, yep, yep, they are. I love him. Yeah, he is awesome. Okay, we're okay. going to quickly go through a few. We'll have a quick break and then we're going to come back. But before we do that, uh, we've already done the update on Poogate. Um, <laughs> and Wendy, our lovely Wendy, how exciting. Let's break some records, lady. Make Kate gag in the first five minutes. Uh, and a review. I tried. A review. She didn't the... gag that I had to use a little spatula to scrape poo out of the toilet bowl. Or the bottom lips covering. I should have smelt it. Shut, it was like vomit. Shut up. But then it was a, like it had to scoop it and it wasn't really. Stop it. <laughs> it's gone. A review of the sports car, please, Kim. Maybe oh. just explain what that sports car Okay, so, so yeah. So had the car accident, someone ran up the back of me. And so because it wasn't my fault, the insurance company gave me a. What does uh, that mean? I don't know. You've got a weird little. I've always had that. Alien on your foot. Oh, okay. Hmm. Uh, I think that's what they call a fatty mass. <laughs> I'm going to be a, uh, putting forward an application for a new podcasting partner at the end of this. Um, so the insurance company gave me a hire car. And the hire car was a Volkswagen. Uh, oh, God, I've heard this story so many times. I know, you really have. What, what was it again? Because we wanted Tiguan, to call, uh, Tiguan. Tiguan. Oh, my God, people. It parked itself. Like I could press a button and it would park itself. Not Newtown though. The other night, oh no, that when was a millennial was beeping at you. I know no, that was embarrassing. Um, and like the boys would get in and go, "It's like being in a spaceship." It was so good. It had like Bluetooth that Rob couldn't even tell whether I was on the phone or in the car. And it was quiet. Like it's it not really the sports quiet. car. Nothing. Nothing rattled. Oh no, that's not the sports car. Yeah, they that's the, the sports car. Oh, the sports car. Anyway, I had to give the Tiguan back today and now I'm back in the Berry bus. And can I say, it's a shit box. <laughs> I'm just driving, the steering's heavy and so much road noise. It's like... Well, anyway, last Friday, last we had Friday. a ladies who lunch and our friend Mrs. O'Neill has a fancy ass sports car. A fancy ass Mercedes AMG twin turbo something. And with all black leather interior, including the dash, all with red thread trim and did she go <laughs> so my god Kim got to drive it I got to drive it I, I will be the back I will scream I know Woos was almost crapping her pants in the back while I was going from 0 to 110 <laughs> down the back streets of East Linfield like a hoon making it pop <laughs> and like our beautiful friend Lizzie who is this just she's just the best she was just like make it pop and she's I'm going, a real rev head. She's a rev head. And I was just going, I don't know what that means. <laughs> and she's like, and she actually explained it. She's like, you put the accelerator down, the oxygen hits the something, and the. And then she's like, do it again. And she's like, oh, you got it twice in the first go. And then so then when I was out with Woogs doing the same thing, and then I got three times. And I was like, I was unstoppable. Uh, the adrenaline from that kept me going for over the whole weekend. So that was why you crashed on Monday. I think that's why I crashed on Monday. Well, that and. You know, the tra- 550 kilometres that I travelled on sa- Sunday. Unexpectedly. Unexpectedly. And the, you know, financial trauma that was befallen the family. Um, so, yeah, anyone want to buy me a Mercedes <laughs> sports car, 
preferably an AMG twin turbo. I'm your girl. Should we go with that? We should perhaps um, approach, because I'm seeing all these influencers getting free cars at the moment. Really? Yes. And although we're not really influencers and we don't look that great in a bikini on Instagram, <laughs> maybe. But we, we are influencers. We influence the whole. We actually influence people who have more disposable income than. I know. I think, don't fake, they? The fake boob. After I've just talked about how women our age have no money <laughs> and are really financially precarious. Okay, we'll start. All right, moving on. So, yeah, so that was a sports car. It was so much fun. And now I am back in the just the berry bus. Oh, Amber wants to know what happened to Milky Foot. Did you have a Milky Feet? No, because... I bought that for you. I've got it at home, but of course I didn't want to do it in case I then had work and my feet would fall off at work. That wasn't going to fly. And now you watch. I'm going to do it. I'll do it tomorrow, and you can guarantee I'll get four days of work next week. Isn't that worth it? Just wear boots. Well, it's now that the weather's changing. Can we talk about that? Uh huh. The weather's changing. It has been very hot. One of our one of our listeners was actually talking about why is it still hot? And yes, yesterday was 35 degrees in Sydney. I was a sweat box. And I think, and the whole lower part of Australia was just. It was 35 in Hobart. That's outrageous. Anyway, but it's cooler today and it's also been cooler overnight. Um, so Milky Feet is, is very good and that you spend the first week, Lana, I saw Lana House Witch doing it this week and you spend the first week going, well, that was a fucking waste of money and then you spend the next week just going, no, sorry, I can't go out. I'm, I'm peeling my feet. So I won't be able to make that meeting because I'm peeling my feet. It's the most satisfying thing you can do. You can get them at Priceline. Apparently there's some cheaper ones too, but I always reckon just go with the original. Oh, I reckon when you're doing something like that, you're not mucking around with You are doing it today. Okay. And then next Friday you're going to report back and we're going to do a live look at her feet. Look at my feet. Anyway, I'm going to have a quick break now. We've been going for 37 minutes. We'll see you in a moment. Hooray. And welcome back. Welcome back to the Hot Flush. Thank you for joining us. And thank you for all your lovely reviews last week. We had such a good feedback from my sneeze, uh, <laughs> which caused several of you to almost have car accidents, I do believe. <laughs> okay, so there's one thing that we, we really want to talk about. Um, excuse me, this professional. Oh, Sharon, when will this heat fuck off? Where does Kim get her amazing dinner ideas? Oh. Will I ever have lamb pancakes? Why do household tasks do you outsource and why? I outsource cleaning. Uh, I have only recently outsourced getting the lawns mode. And you have four boys. I have four boys. Why are you paying for that? But it is just the best. It's just taken so much stress out of my life. It's taken the stress out because I am not dealing with mum going, the lawns need to be mowed. And then as soon as mum says the lawn needs to be mowed, they need to be mowed within an hour. Okay, yep, right. So it's actually less about getting the boys to do it. Mm -hmm. Boys will mow the lawn if I want them to. It's actually just about preempting mum. Tuesday is my big day of organising. I have the cleaners that come through early in the morning, followed by the delivery guy from Woolies. I restock everything. Tuesday is my day of making sure that there's no folding on the couch. Okay. So that's my one. Why Tuesday? Because that's when the cleaners could come, and then I thought that that would be a good day that I know I would be home in the morning to get the yeah, delivery. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yes. Rob is very hell-bent on um, me getting a cleaner <laughs> because he doesn't think that his girl should be cleaning toilets. Why doesn't he pay for it then? <laughs> 
Because he's too busy paying for everything else. So <laughs> he's when too will, busy paying for the big ticket items. When will the heat fuck off? I think it's fucking off now. Yes. Where do you get your amazing dinner ideas, Kim? Uh, from all over the shop. Cookbooks, websites, food blogs, you name it. And I and am, you love it, though. You oh, my God. Them. I love it so much. And I am in the midst. It is actually happening. The site is actually up and it's live, but... It's very, you know, there's a couple of posts up that are just still not really, I've imported them from my old blog called, and it's called allconsumingfood.com. Um, but if you all go racing off there tomorrow, just please be kind because they're not, it's not fixed yet. But um, I'm now getting so many requests for the recipes that I cook yeah. or things that I put up for every fucking night that I feel I'm actually like, I think it's actually a bit of a dick move to sort of put this stuff up and then people go, oh, I want a recipe. And yeah. and it's like, oh, yeah, I will. I promise <laughs> it's coming. And then it's not coming. So I have actually been spending some time this week and last week when, you know, I have not been gainfully paid employed, just setting up a new site. Um, and just another heads up, because I get bored really easily, I'm initially just putting up recipes. I'm not worrying about images because WordPress, they just take so... It's just... WordPress is not friendly to putting images up. So um, initially there's not going to be photos, but there will be once I just work my shit out. Um, so yeah, allconsumingfood.com. Sharon also asked, what will you, when will I have, will I ever have lamb pancakes? Yes, you will, because tickets are going to go on sale for <gasps> yes. our lunch on the Sunday, the 7th of April. Now, we do owe an apology because we said that it was all going live on Monday. I think that was just... But Monday was a da- bad day. <laughs> Monday. Monday this week has not been <laughs> fabulous. So, uh, yes, we are going to get this sorted and, and it, yeah. it will probably, we'll, we will give you all fair warning when it is going live. Um, but that is the date. Um, so and it is happening because someone's booked an airline ticket. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> Actually, you were going to do it before you left. Um, now, now, there's one here that we really needed to go over. The teenage oh, boy. The teenage boy one. Let's find out where it is. Someone's also talking about cellulite. Well, and this yes, we'll come. That's my that's my beautiful friend Fee. Um, so teenage, so okay. this is, and this is particularly Kirsty. involving a kid that's gone to boarding school. Okay, Kirsty, ladies, I need your expertise and wisdom. I am dealing with a nearly thirteen-year-old boy at boarding school who will not take responsibilities for his actions, and he thinks he's hardly hard done by. Copious amounts of crying and wine has already been consumed. <laughs> his attitude is appalling, and it seems to have happened overnight. Please help. Your weekly return is the best news I've absolutely had in a <laughs> shitty week. Thanks, Kirsty. Um, the thing about teenage boys is that they will only be motivated to do something when there's a when there's a reason for it. Yeah. So you look. You're dealing with. He will be pubescent by now. Yeah. So, and also he's in boarding school. So he's been. He's not within the home scenario anymore and so he is surrounded by other 13 year olds 24 7 who are all probably revolting to their mothers yeah um do you know what i would do 
I would be leaning on the staff at that school like no tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Like the boarding master, the year master for that year, um, the the counselling, the counsellor. And it doesn't even need to be for him. Like it's talking to them about what you can do and what you can say and how you can handle it because they're dealing with him. In, and here's the thing. I bet – well, actually, I have no idea. Maybe he's not. But – I bet at school he's just fine. Fine. Yeah, this is all for you, yeah. Kirsty. I promise you. This week, um, Horatio missed the bus one day, and he rang me from the bus stop. He says, I've missed the bus. And I said, just keep walking, mate. That's taking responsibility. If you actually, if you can't get to the bus stop on time because you're faffing around on your phone, yeah. you walk to school. And I've had that. You know, if you forget your lunch, you, you go hungry. And I'm really strong on that. Last night, Jack rang from the dance studio, and he'd left all of his clothes in his locker at school. And I said, well, you're going to be dancing in your school uniform this afternoon. You, They are old enough now to get yeah. their shit together. And Kirsty, he is old enough now to take actions for his responsibilities. Responsibility for his, his actions. actions. Um, and I, I promise you he's saving up all the doom and gloom for you. Mm. Mm. But, uh, I mean, if he's at a boarding school, then he, ha- he is surrounded by, by, by teachers and and adult men who just deal with this yeah all the time um i love i love the stuff at our high school because they've seen it all they've before they've seen it all they've seen it all before <laughs> yeah and so but i really feel for you because my god kids can be such assholes and like making you feel like upset that's no, not good. No. They do come through it. Yes. They do come through it. Well, Horatio's just a human. walking example of it at the moment. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's two step forward, a little bit of a shuffle back on occasion. But on occasion? But last year, nine almost broke me. Yeah. Yeah. You were, last year, you were at wit's, wit's end. end. And, 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 and in every, tears. Every and... single exchange that we had was unpleasant. Yeah. Unpleasant. And that's that is hard. That is a hard slog. Yep. But you know what? I would also say I was dreadful. At I would. I would. You know. I think it's okay to call them on it, and not in terms of don't talk to me like that or that's not. You actually have to say when you when you say those things to me, you make me feel like a, a, you know, a, a gnat on a on an ant. You know, like and imagine how if someone made you feel like that. And you know they'll he will do the whole guaranteed, but in his head he's going oh fuck I've like oh I didn't I wouldn't want to, I didn't really want to make mum feel like that, and that stuff just keeps seeping in. So it's about it's there, there can be an element of less getting angry about their behaviour and more um, about uh, getting them to see the impact of it i'm not don't think i'm explaining that very well but meanwhile if he's being a complete cock then he needs to be dragged over the coals um but if he's just being a pubescent 13 year old then you know there can be a bit of bitch slapping going on around there just going that's enough dude yeah. heading boundaries boundaries but he's going to be getting boundaries at boarding school yeah but you were at boarding school those boundaries didn't really work for you i was naughty <laughs> she was very naughty but look look at her now look at her now Soaring like an eagle. <laughs> She's written a book, for God's sake. But I still haven't been asked back to school to speak at careers night. Oh, oh, that's a bit rich, isn't it? <laughs> okay, I've got one here from Laura. Um, why do women tear each other down? 
I'm a support woman kind of person, and this bothers me. Eight slash three is, well, tomorrow, is International Women Day mofos. Get out there and adjust those crowds. Well, women tear each other down because they've got deep insecurities of their own. That yes. is the only reason that women go on the attack against other women. You don't see men doing it. It's quite remarkable. Yeah. Um, you know, they, yeah. they tend to like that go of things. Um, if someone's got a promotion or is doing well, you know, they're good on your mate, that sort of thing. Whereas women who are like that, and I am not like that, and Kim is not like that, I celebrate all my friends' achievements, achievements and, yeah. and, and things like that. But there is a level of competitive, underlying competitive streak of women who don't like seeing other women do well. Yeah. And that is just all about that person's approach to themselves. And you know how we're now trying to educate men to call out men with bad behaviour towards women? The same thing applies. Mm. We need to be calling out other women who we see doing that to other women. Like, just just like we don't, we don't want men, we want men to step up. We have to step up and just go, no, she got that job or she's in that position or she's doing that because... She's brilliant. Yeah. She deserves it. Yeah. Yeah. And I also think the online space is particularly susceptible to this. And I see it happening all the time. And I always have the opinion that, you know, don't come and shit on my doorstep. I don't allow nastiness to happen because I think, you know, there's enough of it in the world. And and you go somewhere else and do There's plenty of spaces if you want to get your snark on. Yeah. There's plenty of places that you can go and do it. So, um... Okay. Yeah. now. Uh... (laughs) Someone someone near the top of the list talked about teariness and uh, how she's just... I think she was at her kid's sports carnival and she cried at the end of every race. <laughs> That's why I don't watch the news anymore. That was me. That was me in, uh, when, we went, when I took the boys down to Melbourne. And at one point, you know, just getting them into the car was just agonising to actually get, you know, get on the road to go down there. And then I had to call in... Um, we basically called in at the local Woolies before we'd even gone anywhere, like three minutes down the road. And I'm in there buying snacks for the car for the car trip. And I burst into tears because I was standing there going, oh, Felix really likes those. I'll get those. And, oh, Jasper really likes those. I'll get those. And then I burst into tears because I love my boys so much. So we're just, you know, unhinged, unhinged. So I am with you all the way. Like when I am teary, it is next level. And sometimes I'm not. It's quite interesting. Sometimes it really hits and sometimes it's like, yeah, I'm all right. So... Oh, I had to go. Isabel Barber was trying to eat a bumblebee. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't have been a fun anniversary. Oh, I would have got to see hot Dr. Nick. Yeah, well, yeah, there is that. <laughs> uh, yes, so we're just talking about the um, inexplicable need for um, for just the, the crying. And... Uh, and yeah, I was just saying that um, when I am in that space, I just cry at every ads, TV shows. You know. I cry whenever I see Jack dancing on the stage. Oh, do you? Yeah. Can I tell you a, 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 a crying story? Yes. Mum came downstairs today and she was I was washing up something at the sink because <laughs> why not? And <laughs> she was like, she goes, oh, thank you. And I was like, what? And I didn't. I'm like, oh, what? Like, it's unheard of. And uh, she went for making my bed, 
And I'd pulled her sheets in off the line yesterday because um, she was at bridge and, uh, and it was about to rain. And I took them upstairs and I went and I just made a bed because she's got quite a thick, deep, you know, topper mattress. It's quite heavy and a bed frame. And, you know, she's got gnarly arthritic fingers. And I just went, oh, I just, you know, I didn't even think about it. I just made it. And she said she was driving home from bridge going, oh, I have to, you know, I have to make my bed. And, oh, it's just so. This is know, a woman who lives on the edge of. Disaster <laughs> every moment of every day. Love her. We love her. She's awesome, but yeah, she's she's quite prone to a bit of catastrophization. Anyway, so she's driving. I'm going. Oh, I don't know. Oh, my hands are so sore. How am I going to get it over? The... And she said she went upstairs and and she said and then it went bed and I made it beautifully. Like I, you know, it was all very. And I was like, oh. So that she made me a bit teary. So yeah, we all go teary. Um, Have you experienced Jomo yet? It's highly addictive. Jomo is the joy of missing out yes. rather than the fear of missing out. And I am on the Jomo bandwagon. <laughs> Big time! I just don't... I just... Yeah. I, don't you I only do things that I like. Don't you think it's fascinating? Like, like 10 years ago, I would see people doing things and be so... Like, it would eat me up that I was like, why am I not doing that? Why wasn't I noticed? Why didn't I... I want to be doing that. And now I see all that stuff and go, oh, that just looks like a punish. That's like so much work. Oh, oh I remember I like what heels on. Sort of eight years ago when sort of blogging was taking off and everyone was invited to everything. And yeah. I used to trot along and think, oh, I'm going to go and learn about soap today. Ah, oh, fuck. And now you get like, you know, would you like to come to this? I'm like, no, that sounds like hell. <laughs> Book launches I like. I don't mind going to the... Book launches are fun. The movie premiere, if, as long as Ooh, there's a bar. I like, I I like, like a, that. I've never been to a movie a nice, premiere. A nice sort of lunch. Sometimes they'll put on nice lunches. Brands will put on nice lunches and they might have an interesting speaker. So I don't mind going to those things. But generally speaking, no. no. Do you know, when I um, Rob and I went to Mardi Gras uh, on Saturday night and we got to the venue where we were where we were going and I just and I just had this moment when I got there and I went there was one night of the year I could wear and be whoever I wanted to be that was it and so why did I slap a face on and heels that put my back out for the next week and a dress that you know well actually the dress was incredibly comfortable but like you know and I just went no I'm not doing this anymore I'm not doing it doing what just the whole just sort of societal expectation. Like, I, I just did it automatically. Like, I just... I know this is a sideline of Jomo, but I just sort of went... I, no one cares. I, why did I do this? And also, I'm not the target market. <laughs> no, that's the whole thing, isn't God, it? God, there were some hot lesbians You see, people though. take this so much effort to get a spray tan. And I just walked up to Rob at one point and I said, I want to go into the bathroom and wash all of this off. And he goes, wash what off? And I was like, my face. And he goes, well, off you go. And I went, oh, I can't. Like, it'll just be a little hand, half hand basin and no, it'll just look like a clamp. Like, you know, no, it's fine. I'll just sit here and whinge grumble, about grumble, it. Grumble, grumble, grumble. Uh, Belinda, I want to know about Craftanoon. Oh, God. <laughs> I love this as an idea. I have discovered the med- meditative joy of knitting in the past 12 months. Apparently, it's very hipsterish. Also, thoughts, Belinda. I was thinking we should start a little afternoon hot flush page for those I know. interested. I'd put my hand up and say I'm not interested, but I know many people are. Yes, and I think you could be susceptible to craft. Oh, 
Uh, well, I used to crochet and I do quilting, but I have no space at home at the moment to quilt. And so I haven't done a quilt in like a long time. Like My mum's mad years. for it. But I love quilting so much and I can't wait until I live somewhere where I can actually have the space and room to do it. And the idea, I have been away on craft weekends where it doesn't even matter if you craft or not, you can just read, but it's a group of women. There's generally six and everyone's doing their thing. And then each night you come, like, it's just the best girls weekend away. Maybe we should organize a, a hot flush craft afternoon weekend away. Ooh. Put it on the list of things we're never going to do. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so I love it. And do you know what? Like I want the craft afternoon where I can just bake like so everyone's yes. in my house sewing and crocheting and doing whatever they're doing and, I, and, and I'm I'll just, be mixing cocktails you'll be oh you're mixing cocktails and I'm turning out a cake and maybe some brownies or maybe some of my pea and mint tarts yes or those sausage rolls oh yes so so many of you are interested in crafting and also our friend uh smaggle uh has a group called the Croch- uh, Cro- the crochet coach and it's an online crafting session because she's come to my house and done crafting with Jack before because she is very much into craft. Right. Um, and she has a gorgeous little baby. I know. <laughs> who said, who, someone was talking about the irrational jealousy of those women who've had hysterectomies. <laughs> <laughs> I liked that. I thought that was funny. And Fee was talking about how her body's just turned to cellulite. <laughs> side effect of the change or coincidence i don't know i've had it since i was a kid i'm pretty sure no i think it is part of the change because it's that whole thing about your body like when you reach that age our age like your body actually whether you want it or not starts laying down extra fat because to protect you do i have it let me have a look good lighting in here too yeah but you know what they're not bad you, like not you know i find you drinking lots of water helps with cellulite oh really yeah Flush, flush, flush. Huh. Um, yeah, so sorry, Fee. I think it's uh, just part and parcel of the uh, age that we are at. Um, I don't know what I'm looking forward to this week. I'm looking forward to going away to my friend's farm in a few weeks' time. Oh, yes. It's restorative. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to... October. <laughs> <laughs> taking the most glorious group of women over to Thailand to um, have our Wigs World Wise Women trip away. Oh. They are hilarious. A lot of them are return customers. So That's I've quite lovely. It's them. almost like a... Yeah. yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. <gasps> do you know what we should do one year? What? We should go. Like, I should come and we should do a live podcast from Thailand. Yeah. Or New York. Well, Or London. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, to dream. Did I, did, I, did I blather on about me going to New York in the last episode? Yes, you did. Okay, yeah. I'm still going. <laughs> and now we have our accommodation booked. I think that's We're spending exciting. a week in Manhattan and a week in Brooklyn. Ruth Dobell. How awful are job applications? Oh, Ruth. I do have this written down. Ruth, jobs. Okay, the one where they won't accept your CV and you need to write a personal yes. statement covering the, the person's specification yeah. and all you want to say is well give me the job yeah it's exactly what i've been doing for the last four years as well you know and you are particularly the reason i was made redundant in the first place i can do it i will do all the things <laughs> <laughs> and enjoy and be good at it so which is why i'm applying for the first place so I... yeah yep i hear ya yep i think we just reach an age and we just look at them and go i d- just 
don't make me jump through the hoops. Just know that I can do it. And if I can't do it, or there's something that I don't know how to do it, I'm of an age where I will just go, can you, can you tell me, can you help me with this bit? And you'll show me once, maybe twice, and that'll be it. And I'll be good to go. I don't understand why it's so fucking hard. And instead, they'll hire some millennial and then just go, they've got a terrible work ethic and they just turn up late and they wear inappropriate clothes. It's like, well, fucking hire the middle-aged woman who'll just... Who gets shit done. Who gets shit done. And we'll probably do it in three days compared to the two weeks of the millennial. (laughs) I know that's a great. It's a bit of a, a bit of a soft spot. Sorry, it's a little bit. I, I'm a little bit. You know, I might be a little bit bitter. <laughs> I don't think that's all we've got time for. This that is all week. we have time for. Chop chop. Thank you very much. How exciting that we're going weekly. I know. We're like the women's weekly, but <gasps> online and hotter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we need to somehow start doing a podcast fashion spread. How would? I'm not sure how that would work. <laughs> fashion week this week. Oh, is that down in Victoria? Oh, I just. Is that Australian Fashion Week or is that just Victorian, Victorian Fashion Week? Oh, my God. Well, what's that all about? What, some hand knits and a, you know, corduroy jacket? Yeah, I think it's getting cold down there. Yeah. They'll, they'll show ponies how they walk. It's called peacocking. I've been to Fashion Week once when I used to be like somebody. Uh-uh. And just watching um, all the influencers peacocking outside, waiting to, like, give their photos. It's no. just, you would die. It's so fun. Oh, wow. No, you know what would you know what that, that will be full of is all the, what are they called? The AFL wives. Wags. What are they called? The wags. Yeah. They'll all be down there, like, you know, skeletal. Just fake boobs. Oh, I saw an ad. Sorry, that's me knocking other women, isn't it? Um, no, that's just being observant. Yeah. And we're just jealous. Yeah, I'm just jealous, <laughs> really. I do actually see people out there, like when we were in Byron and there's, you know, just people, girls walking around in like a little crochet halter neck top, like with no bra underneath, just yeah. a little, and just glorious boobs, <laughs> like just, like you just sort of want to go, can I just cup them just to see what they feel like when they're that size? <laughs> And when they're that far up your chest. And that far up your chest. Mine were never like that. Mine well, are wide. I, 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 I'd like, don't begrudge them that. Oh, no. That's what, their bo- that's what their body is like. Like that's my body. body like. but, but, I went, I got boobs and they were pointing south the minute they came out. And I was in fifth grade and we were writing about Dirk Hartog's uh, like plate, pewter plate on the Western Australian, coast, West Australian coast. And I remember I got my pen and I went, I brushed past my my boob up to write something about Dirk Hartog and I went what was that what's that what's that and it was my boob so it went from nothing to pendulous in an hour yeah from from when I got dressed that morning to you know I don't know less than three geography on Dirk Hartog and it was just like and then the next thing I know I'm in a 14c burly beige bra shut up <laughs> I'm just showing her my her beige burly bra. <laughs> like 14C. I went straight into a 14C. Wow. And I I just desperately wanted one of those little white triumph triangle bras. Yes. And the sales, saleswoman in David Jones' bra section was like, no, love. Then missed that boat. You missed that boat. And I was like, I really want one. You, I you, really want one. If you had gotten here at 9.30 this morning, that would have been you okay. You could have worn it till recess. <laughs> I was desperate so I so they made them give me one 
And then I wore it to school and the strap broke. It was under such strain that, it, like, at some point during the day, it went... <laughs> and I was like, oh, at least lost your eyeball. And I was like, so then it was like one up, one down. It was not, it was not great. No, and the reason I don't begrudge those lovely young things who are walking around, you know, at Fashion Week peacocking is because we got given other gifts. We did. We got given other gifts. Yeah. We weren't given the gifts of perky tits and long legs. Yeah. We were given the gifts of what? <laughs> Wit. Wit. Compassion. Compassion and Empathy. kindness. Kindness. Big laughs. Big laughs. And just being neurotic <laughs> and anxious. Though Rob does call me like, you know, every man's dream girlfriend. Because I like beers, burgers and blowjobs. Oh, well, I think with that we might sign off. <laughs> It's heaven forbid Mr. Wurg ever listens to this and comes back at me with that one. Thank you so much for joining. Keep your eyes out. The luncheon tickets are going to go on sale soon. soon. Um, we'll give you some warning, but they're going to go on sale soon. <laughs> Alrighty. All right. I'll see you next week. Okay, bye. As just, we like to say, just keep plucking.